0: this episode is about loops friction and level change those are three tools to master mental tools i recorded the episode i think it went all right especially because it was one of those where i just turned the microphone on and wanted to get it going this intro is supposed to be pretty short but uh thanks for listening and first i kind of like talk about this video that i made so that's like for three minutes and then i kind of get into the loops friction and level changes Mm -hmm. Turning the microphone on. I just finished a YouTube video. So check that out. Uh, YouTube.com slash active recall. It was about a journal about how I used my iPad in June. It took kind of all day, like a few hours today. And I tried to do it the proper way, or like the way that's commonly recommend recommended, where you start with audio and then add video on top of that. I did I tried to keep it pretty structured so that I was, yeah, I had it in like seven different segments. It's all, it it worked pretty well, I think. It just took long. And I think the thing is that I probably lied to myself about how long the faster way is that it just comes out sloppy. I think that like my previous videos, a lot of the videos that I've done in the past year or like two years just are sloppy. I I would say that, and so so is this, (laughs) this podcast has been a little bit, as well. A phrase that I heard, I pretty much, I, I, I mention this every time, but the podcast I listen to every week is My First Million. It's the one that, through the pandemic, as my listening has gone down, that's the one I, that I've listened to every episode of still. There's a few that I listen to most episodes, but yeah, My First Million. Check that out. Th- they don't need me to tell you to check it out. It's like they're rising up the ranks in the business podcast. I think they're probably top five right now. Anyway, the phrase that I heard. Was be scrappy, not sloppy, and I think at times I thought I was being scrappy with how I was making the videos and that sort of thing. But it was more sloppy, really. Like it, there, there's a difference I think between like a nice shortcut versus just like running through the bushes. That's just a bad. That's a that's a sloppy analogy, actually. So let's let's not say that. Or I guess like if, if we're gonna talk shortcuts and Mario Kart in each of the tracks, I would say the scrappy thing, a scrappy shortcut. Uh, anyway, a shortcut in Mario Kart, some of the tracks do have the built-in ones, but the sloppy way to do the shortcut is to like cut through the water and you happen to have a mushroom. It's like it's not reliable, but you can always take the reliable shortcut, and that would be like the scrappy way to do something. Let me just uh, move on, check that video out. The point of mentioning that I made that video kind of the proper way and it taking along is that I wanted to turn the mic on and then just go through some tools. I'm, I'm trying to think of how to put these ideas together and I'm going to just talk about them and I'm going to risk not having book notes, not having like the actual quotes from books, but I'll recommend some books for each of these tools. So it's three different tools and then both sides, like the not quite opposites, but there's two sides of these tools and that'll make sense. So. It's going to be loops, these are the three tools, loops, friction, and level changes. And then each of these has two sides. So I'll go through those now. The first one, so loops, these are in terms of open loops and closed loops. Being able to open loops for curiosity is a skill to build. And then being able to close loops for focus. That's another skill. So. This is the thing of if you have the, some, if you take a movie that opens with, the, they always say like one of the, one of a gimmick you can have in the movie is showing like a briefcase that's going to be opened later in the movie or some lockbox. And of course there's going to be like some key thing in there once they open it up. And that opens a loop in your head. You want to know as an audience member, as someone watching, it's just an open loop and you, you want to close it. And that's how a lot of storytelling works. Any curiosity in it you want to you're wondering what's what's happening. So the book I would recommend for this is pretty much like any copywriting book will teach you or like there there will be some section in there about being able to open these loops in the reader's mind, the viewer's mind, that sort of thing. It's the same thing. Anything with headlines, thumbnails, all these things open up loops. And it's it's a storytelling thing too. So any storytelling book We'll have this as well where you're opening loops at the beginning or throughout a story and then you want to close them at different points and it's not necessarily that you want to close it at the very very end there's different places where you want to close these things and the opposite can also be like closing a loop that someone didn't know they had open if, if you're doing like comedy writing this is where you have the callback and it's not always like this obviously open loop But yeah, learning in storytelling how to open these loops, or not not even storytelling, but just like anytime that you're communicating something, writing something, and you want to keep some the viewer's attention, the reader's attention, your audience's attention, learning to open those loops is good. The other side of that is that it can (laughs) take it to an extreme. It's the bad kind of clickbait where... Actually, this is this is how I would probably define it as clickbait versus like a good headline or an effective headline. Clickbait is it doesn't pay off. Like you, you you open this loop in someone's head, they click through. You don't actually show that thing. This this is when you have like a thumbnail, a YouTube thumbnail, and you're like, oh, this must be a still from that thing, and then you realize like, oh no, they, they just like Photoshop this thing and it's not actually the truth. And it's not even really like related to the video. Okay, so that's opening loops in the viewer's mind, the audience's mind. And there's also closing loops in your own mind. So as effective as it is for storytelling, the downside of that is that if you have open loops in your head, then you lose focus. It can be kind of hard to focus. So relating it to a movie, again, if you have... A bunch of different open loops, then it can kind of distract from the, what's actually happening on screen. If you're, so you can have like too many of these things and that can happen just in regular life. Like not even talking about storytelling anymore. This is more about just getting work done. That if you have a bunch of different projects going on, each of those probably has some open loops on their own. And just within one project, you might have a lot of open loops and each of these just takes your attention away not always like explicitly but it's not like your phone's ringing and messages are coming in and you're you have to like ignore them that might be the case but even if you're not doing like if if that's not happening and you think you're like in a focused state but there's some something in the back burner that's kind of more important or at least like sort of important it's going to take attention away so being able to like organize your work so that you have some kind of closed loop or you know that you're going to be able to get back to that open loop at a scheduled time, it can help you stay focused. This is mentioned in like good books for this to check out are Getting Things Done by David Allen. That's like, I think the classic thing that the classic book about productivity and uh, knowledge work and just really doing the brain dump to see just how many open loops you have in your life. Then there's, I'm taking a course called build a second brain. Uh, this is by Tiago Forte. So he, he's coming out with a book, but it's not until I think like next year or even two years from now. And that's, he he goes over like closing loops as well. And he, he has this phrase called intermediate packets. This can be the thing of working, thinking like writing blog posts so that you have some finished state instead of only working on a book. And, you're able to close some of the loops in your book by compiling these different notes. So you're creating like finished things that they're not huge projects, but the bigger project can be compiled from these things. And instead you have a bunch of smaller loops that you're able to close. This can be helpful. And then another book that comes to mind is Deep Work, where Cal Newport talks about attention residue. And this is why it, sucks to get distracted. Once you're in a focused state is that you have this attention residue as you're switching, doing multitask, like switching between different tasks. As you switch between tasks, you, you're just opening up different loops. And I always find this when I open up my laptop compared to my iPad or my phone, that I'm more focused. I imme- I can get more focused immediately on my iPad compared to my laptop because my laptop makes these open loops very visible that I have all these windows open, all these tabs open and yeah, I can just keep a lot of open loops it means I'm not that focused. So that's tool number one loops, learn to open them for stories and then learn to close them for focus. Number two, this tool is friction. So this is more about with, or yeah, yeah, yeah. this is more like habit building. It can be applied to other things, but mastering friction is a good thing. Because you're going to want to be able to add friction if you want to slow something down. So that's useful for a bad habit. If you are trying to eat less junk, you can put it in, don't keep it on the counter. That's not enough friction. You want to add friction, you put it in the cupboard or you toss it away, toss it out completely. And that will add a lot of friction because you'll have to go back to the store to buy it. You're not going to do that. You won't eat that snack. And then the other side of this is being able to remove friction, to speed things up. And this is, yeah, again, with habits, you want to figure out like the very first step to your habit. And sometimes the rest of that can be automatic, but it is that that whole thing of once you have your running shoes on, you're going to probably get on with the rest of the run. and. That means you need to put those shoes as close to, like, make them as accessible as possible first thing in the morning. And this is how you end up with the alarm clock across the room that is adding some friction to going back to sleep, but removing friction. But now you, you, like, combine these. So you add friction to just, like, hit the snooze button because you don't want to snooze. But you remove friction from tying your shoes by putting your phone... In your shoe or on top of your shoe, if if, in your shoes too gross and there will be no friction from you waking up and then putting the shoes on and then the rest of your workout clothes and you'll go for the run, hopefully. And again, this can apply to other things with friction. There's the idea of, I think in, in like copywriting, there's the slippery slope sort of thing for like, or, or just even like formatting writing online or in, or even like print papers using bullet points, that sort of thing to remove friction from the reader's attention or like, I don't know if I said that right, but to make it easy to read, like adding bullets, adding big headlines, making it skimmable that removes friction. They don't have to like, it, it's just much less friction to read that compared to two pages. And it's a single paragraph and it's just a wall of text that that's too much friction. And that can be why it's hard to read like a contract because it's, it's not necessarily always a thing that it should be easily, it, like the intent isn't to make it easy to read. It's to be thorough. And then the third tool that I have here, so tool number one was loops, opening, closing them. Tool number two was friction, adding to slow down. Removing the Speed Up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I forgot to talk about the books for friction. So, Atomic Habits is really the best book. I I would say it's, like, at this point, maybe, like, the best nonfiction book ever as far as most applicable applicable book, especially, like, in, let's say, like, nonfiction self-development book, Atomic Habits. That's the one to read over and over and try to apply it. It talks about adding friction, talks about removing friction. Great book. Okay, so, back to this recap, this mid episode recap loops open and close them friction add to slow down remove to speed up and then the last tool level change so this is in communication or communication and then also i i don't know like thinking or uh like creating things but the two sides of this are up and down and then left and right uh, as far as like thinking and level change. And the book I, I, I can relate this to or that this can, comes to mind is the it's a book called History of the Future. It's about the origins or like the, the founding story of Oculus. And actually, I'll just talk about like Masters of Master of Doom. No, Masters of Doom. That is about, like, the creation of Doom. And the one thing that sticks out from that is that they they mention, and I mentioned this in previous episodes, but how, like, John Carmack wrote code and had to, like, figure out the math involved to be able to look up and down in a 3D world and to make that smooth. And it was just something that I've always taken for granted as far as, like, first-person shooters that, oh, yeah, like, the first few games that were first person shooters, all you could do was like look left and right and then move straight and back. And that it's not, they didn't really, I didn't think like, oh yeah, they don't have to like design the ceiling really. Like uh, if you're looking straight up, straight up because you couldn't look straight up. And the idea with level change is being able to move up and down or move left and right in your thinking so what does this mean I actually like the first person shooter thing is isn't quite the best analogy here's one Um, Super Mario 3 or like Super Mario World maybe like a bunch of other Mario games there's those stages where there's a fence and you can move up and down or you can flip through the door and then you're on like the backside of the fence and the idea here is moving up and down is moving up and down in levels of abstraction so If you're having a conversation with someone, you find out you know more about a topic than they do, then what you want to do is like move up to like a more abstract layer. And that's where you're able to, like, if you're going to try to explain something to them, you move up to an abstract layer. Like, and it's a higher level, and you're going to be able to hopefully relate it to topics that they know at that high level. And then on the other hand, if you are trying to learn yourself and become an expert in something then you try to go down you're not moving up a level you're getting to lower levels where things are getting more specific you try to find other people that are able to teach you these topics at these lower levels you're getting more and more specific and just learning when you need to move up or move down when you are communicating can be a useful thing. And this reminds me of this book principles by Ray Dalio. He talks about the importance of this in, I think it might be like hosting meetings or conversations, but that's where uh, that's the thing that always comes to mind is it might've actually just been like him on a podcast talking about this, but just understanding what level of what level you are having a conversation at or having a meeting at and making sure to pull people back to that level and yeah, if it's not like a one on one teaching kind of thing, if you're the person running a meeting, then you kind of know like if you're getting into the wrong details, rabbit holing. And that can be when it can be useful to know how to pull it back up to the, the proper level. And you can go like too high level too, where you're not really like getting anything done at, at that level. If you're supposed to be at a certain level discussing certain things uh, that you want to get done, then, and I, I could say that like for something like this, podcast itself, where I'm talking about these different tools. If I wanted to go down a level, get more specific, then that's when I would do the research to grab the actual book quotes, clear up if it was really like principles or if it was a podcast episode with Ray Dalio or whatnot. And then if I want to go to a higher level, level, that could be useful for something like a one minute video where I just like run through this where like speed is of the essence. And this is kind of the elevator pitch or, like, the movie pitch where it is high concept. That's where you're going to, like, high level that Jurassic Park, Jaws, it's, Jaws, what was it, like, bad example, but it's supposed to be, like, something you could memorize, but you want to have, like, a high level description of whatever it is that you're working on so that you can describe it to someone else quickly because they don't want to hear, like, the intricacies of it if you're just at a cocktail party or something like that then okay so that's part one of level change moving up and down levels of ab- abstraction and the other side of this is moving left and right laterally there's a book called liminal thinking and the book i'll recommend here is just kind of like any creativity book will talk about what creativity is and in many cases it is connecting ideas from different fields different disciplines that this is why it can be great to read widely and you're going to be able to apply different things. An example of this is in the Phil Knight autobiography, Shoe Dog. So he's the founder of Nike and or like co-founder of Nike. And one of the stories in there is this story about the first shoe, like the first Nike running shoe or one of the first where it has the waffle bottom. And this was... This show is kind of like the lateral movement of thinking where someone took a cooking tool, like a waffle maker, and thought, hey, this could be useful, provide structure for this breakfast food, and maybe this will be useful on the bottom of shoes. And then I think the creator, not it wasn't Phil Knight, it was I think Bill Bowerman. And he then like poured rubber into the waffle maker, something like that, like old tires and was able to make this first waffle shoe, which ended up being very, very successful. And that is moving left and right, like moving laterally in your thinking, figuring out the intersection between your interests can be very powerful. Other examples of this would be, I mean, there, there was a podcast episode with Andrea Guadala. He talks about how he's been. I mean, after his NBA career, he's going to focus on investing, has been focused on investing. And he was able to kind of do some of this like lateral thinking, looking at the intersection and think, okay, so how can I apply like my sports knowledge to angel investing and other like tech investing? And he knew, okay, well, one thing I learned is how to talk to like sports agents and people in media and like sports media and that provides a different flow of opportunity to him than is available to just anybody. And also he he was a former NBA player, so he was a celebrity and that luckily for him does bring in deals that other people don't see. And for me just being able to do this lateral thinking is kind of what i do try to practice or that's kind of the whole point of taking these notes doing this podcast and it's just trying to like go through my information diet try to make connections lateral connections to things that i'm interested in these are kind of like how i look at it is that i have this information diet so those are different topics and then i have these filters so these are lenses things that i'm like These would be more like the stories. So I would say you have, like, the information. This is anything you're consuming, reading, watching, listening to that you're trying to learn from. And then your source of stories. These are the things that you're interested in, where your stories come from. For me, a lot of it is video games. A lot of it is sports. Usually, like, basketball or MMA. And then some movies, some TV. So, like, Game of Thrones, that sort of thing. So... Taking some information and then combining it with those filters hopefully can make it sticky and I can try to share it with other people and spread good ideas or uh, I guess ideas that I deem good. So hopefully this tool set of three things is an idea worth spreading yourself and I'll just go back through it. So loops, opening for curiosity, closing for your own personal focus, friction, adding to slow down. A bad habit or removing friction to speed things up in a good habit or in getting the audience to read something and then the level changes this is moving up and down in abstraction and then moving left and right and this is being able to take topics from one industry one field and create novel connections and that is how you get to express your creativity Thanks for listening and check out my iPad journal video.